The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. During the cost of living crisis, the Financial Times can help you understand how global news stories can impact your personal finances. I'm Claire Barrett, host of the FT's Money Clinic podcast. Each week, we discuss ways to stay on top of your money. It's news you can use, delivered in a way that anyone can understand, featuring the top experts at the FT and beyond. So check out our podcasts and read selected articles for free at ft.com slash insights. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Theresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And better late than never, am I right? Better late than never. Yeah. I forgot for a second I that mean, we this were... this busy bee, guys, all over the place. I'm like, I don't even know what he looks like anymore. I'm right here. <laughs> no, but... With all seriousness, John was traveling and fortunately watching and podcasting and it's tough. It's tough when you're traveling for work. I get it. And so we did what we could. And therefore, we're here now on Saturday finishing maths. I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. I didn't know for certain that we were only going to be dealing with hour and a half episodes. Had I remembered that, had I known that, Probably could have watched it at the hotel and then just been ready to roll when when I returned. When? Mm, I could have watched it before I before I came back. I could have watched it Friday morning. Could have come home. Could have potted Friday evening. But then I think we would have had a lackluster podcast. I think you guys, as Teresa said, better late than ever. And I like to say worth the wait. And I want to make it worth the wait. I, I like to bring the energy and bring the insight. True. As, as much as possible. And honestly, we couldn't have podcasted yesterday because I had some follow-up dental surgery. Oh, yeah. Update our friends on the so, teeth. How are the teeth? Are they still there? Do you have any left? I have some teeth left, but I had some follow-up little surgery kind of thing, not to get into the deeds. Oh, boy. But it was yesterday, so I wasn't in any shape to podcast. That's true. I'm fine today. It was not It was nothing like the actual wisdom teeth, but it hurts. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. It's hopefully that was, well, there is going to be more steps, but it was a, one of the last main oh steps boy. for my recovery. It's such a shame, too, because with the amount of work you've put into your mouth, you should have like all new teeth. You should have Darcy and Stacy level veneers. Yeah. You don't. All the work was like in the back. Nobody could see it. So it's, it's. Really? I know, I know, honestly, and the money, because and the money. Dent- I don't understand dental insurance and not to turn this into a medical podcast, but I have dental insurance. I have a decent Quit dental bragging. insurance. Well, I pay like $4 a month, which is, <laughs> this is the highest year. Vision and dental insurance yeah. is like, I don't know, if you, if you cash in a couple cereal box tops, it's a we'll scam. cover you. 
It's, it's a not scam. a scam. No, it's not a scam so at all. The, ob- the regular medical insurance is the scam. You're paying 200 a month and then you never use it, hopefully. That's well, insurance is here's, great. Here's the thing, and I actually kind of get it, but it's wrong. The regular dental insurance is there to cover the basic dental needs. Like you go for a checkup, yeah, right? Cleaning. Cleaning. Yeah. Oh, oh, you need you need two fillings. Okay, okay, you're good. Maybe, maybe one crown. You're yeah. good. Yeah. But if you have your wisdom teeth taken out and a follow-up surgery oh and a freaking crown, then you're paying out of pocket. And I'm literally just, I just went on a vacation on Friday without even going anywhere. Oh, in terms of the amount of money you yeah, spent. Yeah. I, I need to look minutes, into this. I, I wish. 30 minutes and I, wish, I went on a vacation. I, wish, I called the insurance. I'm going to stop saying I wish because you keep <laughs> stepping up. I wish you would stop so I could make my point. I wish I was here this past week because I would have taken a closer look. That sounds like the opposite of how insurance works. Usually it's you need to spend 2000 and once you get your deductible, boom, now we cover it. You're saying you spend too much and they're like, we're done. Your mouth, we can't. We can't yeah. afford your mouth, Teresa. Yeah, so that's what they told me. I called my insurance because the doctor was like, well, we just checked with the insurance and you ran, you ran out for the year. And I'm like, what does it even mean? And I'm like, I'm going to call them. So I called them and they said... Well, yeah, because of your wisdom teeth and they're saying there is still a claim pending. You have about like $500 left to use, but it's probably going to go towards, it's going to go towards the whole wisdom teeth, right? Mm -hmm. So I called this other doctor back and I said, well, they said I have like $500 left there to use. And they were like, yes, but it's pending. If we, if we file the claim, then they will reject it and then it's going to backfire and then you have to play, pay extra because you'll be basically missing your payments. Are you sure you're not talking about how much money you had left in your savings account, your health no, no, savings no, no, no. account? No, that's something else. That sounds like it's what you had left in your savings account. No, but, they okay. cover a certain amount. They said they cover like nine, you get like 2000 or like 1900 for a year. Huh. Maybe. I don't know. Not a dentist. I'm going to call them again and you're going you're gonna to be shadowing me. Call in, guys. Let us know if you guys are experts in the dental field or just in insurance in general. Let us know because this doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. Then I went on a 30-minute vacation on Friday. <sighs> well, you did, you did do <laughs> drugs on that vacation, so it's not all mm-hmm. bad. Well, we're not here to talk about Teresa's mouth. We'll, we'll do that another time because we'll have a follow-up to inform you guys on, but... I think I think you're out of the weeds, out of the woods. What do they say? You're doing better now. Yeah. Right? For now. I hope ask, so. Ask my bank account about that. Yeah. Um, so we are here to talk about MAFS Season 16, Episode 5, which, is that accurate? Are we already at the fifth episode? It is, and I'm just waiting for something to happen. I know, and that's what I was going to say about the whole 90-minute episodes. I'm okay with that because how many more meals do we need to watch these people eat? Yeah, no, 90, 60 minutes. Well, on television. Yeah. We watch it on... Prime. We had to watch it on Prime because we are late to the game as we explained it. So we yeah. figured that we'll watch it without commercials. So we watched it on Prime. But yeah, it's an, it'd be an hour and a half. It'd be 8 to 9.30 Yeah. on TLC. Beautiful. But anyways, shorten it up. We don't need to watch these people eat fourth meal. Shout out to Taco Bell. We've watched them eat breakfast in bed. We've watched them eat on the beach. We don't, That's all we watched this episode was people eating. Yeah. And enough is enough. Hopefully we'll get to something juicy other than a juicy steak. We better get to something juicy because so far, no juice. Before we get to whatever juice we have, 
right now. Let's do a little housekeeping. Follow us on Instagram at MarriedToRealityPod. You can message us. We'd like to chat with you guys, share your thoughts, let us know about dental insurance, all sorts of things on Instagram at MarriedToRealityPod. Also, the Patreon, patreon.com slash MarriedToReality. The Patreon has taken off, Teresa. The Patreon is the place to be if you want that bonus extra content. We love it. I hope you guys love it. The Patreon is like our baby. The Patreon's like our baby. We take care of it. it keeps us up at night. It's <laughs> <laughs> we keep it. We uh, keep an eye on it. We like to message with you guys on Patreon. It's fun. Yeah, we're and it's to, work. We're trying to nurture it because it is like a baby, and maybe in eighteen years it'll get a good education, and then we'll pay for us for the rest of our lives, oh, like oh. a baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, I think we're both struggling to make the analogy, but uh, yes. What are you talking about? I thought of that. We love it. Nonetheless, <laughs> patreon.com slash reality. We are covering a couple big babies on it right now. The Silva sisters, Darcy and Stacey. We uh, love, love, love the Silva Darcy, sisters. Darcy cries as much as a newborn. So Very true. So, so follow us over there, patreon.com slash reality for Darcy and Stacy every week. And then for the family affair level, not only do you get video podcasts every week, you get once a month extra coverage. We did episode two of MILF Manor. The other week, and then I, I still watch it. Oh, do I, you? Yeah, I watched it on Sunday. What are you talking about? I told you. Oh, yeah. Don't be surprised if you get another Milf Manor update. <laughs> so, here's the thing we're getting messages from you guys, and all of you are saying the same thing. All of you are saying, ah, it's so cringy, but I'm still watching. And <laughs> I'm like, I absolutely agree. It is cringy, it's weird. But I'm also watching because I don't believe there will be a second season. So I kind of want to know right. what's going to happen with this one. And <laughs> all can. of you are on the same page, guys. Like we, you like, we love it. We hate it, right? We love it. We hate it. It's cringy, but we're watching. I'm here with you guys. I think we only got one message that said, I absolutely cannot watch this. Yeah. That- so overall, it's not that bad, guys. It's pretty successful if everyone's a, still watching. It's a love to hate. It's a hate watch situation. Yeah. I got to catch up because I, I was away and I couldn't watch with you. But all right, that's Patreon. Also coming up on the Patreon, we may or may not, I preface, we may or may not be covering Love is Blind after the altar. <laughs> may may or may not. We may or may not. We have busy schedules, but... As you guys know, we, we may or may not do a lot of things, and, well, yeah. usually we we do or do not. And so. l- it's like with a baby. Like, once in a while, you do something special. Like, you take it to Disneyland. Am I oh, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, check it out. Patreon.com slash reality. If we do do Love is Blind after the author, that'll be going out to all tiers. Just a thank you to all patrons yeah. and all at all levels. And we may or may not. And we may or may not do that, of course. <laughs> and make sure you're following the podcast right here. It's so easy to do, so no matter when we deliver a podcast, because sometimes we are late. Sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's Trace's mouth fault. Never my fault. Sometimes oh, it's yeah. your mouth fault. Okay. Yeah, it was my fault a few times this month. <laughs> so, past month. Past month. That's, why you, that's why you want to follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening. That way, no matter when we drop, you get it immediately. It's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's as hard as February 4th because it's my dad's birthday and it's today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dad. I know he listens sometimes. I don't think he understands, but. Okay. Well, happy birthday to to Father Teresa 
And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. And if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the main podcast, the Monday podcast, the other way podcast. So please, if you haven't left, you can rate if you have nothing else to say. But if you do have something to say, write it down. We'll read it on the podcast. All right. That's it. I am now done with the housekeeping. All right. Ready to move on to episode five, Married at First Sight. We're on the honeymoon, folks. Yes, in Jamaica. In Jamaica, in beautiful paradise. And we will start with Nicole and Chris, who, as they say, are having breakfast in paradise. Not to be confused with the cheeseburger in paradise, which is a Jimmy Buffett song, but breakfast in paradise. Yes, and as Nicole says, paradise around me, paradise next to me, and paradise in front of me, referring to the food. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say, and, and it will come back to haunt me. I know, I know I will be putting my foot in my mouth as I say this. Nicole is starting to grow on me. Oh, my gosh, everyone says that. Oh, yeah? Everyone, all our friends, all our friends on Patreon are always like, guys, why are you making fun of Nicole? Like, she's growing Oh, I can me. give you 90 we, we don't make fun of Nicole. Let's just put it this way. We just say what we think, but she is... Acting like a normal person. She's starting to grow on me. She just needs to stop doing the hand under the chin thing. You do it once and and she did it once and she realized like, oh, maybe this is not as cute as I think it is. It's not. So you can stop doing that. But other than that, yes, I'm I'm starting to. It's one of those things that just it kind of just wears on you. And so so all of her little over the topness and and attitudeness ends up kind of okay it's nicole classic nicole and so it grows on you i guess but the hand thing needs to stop well let me say this right we all judged her saying she's crazy because she called herself crazy she said that she's crazy she mentioned it several times gave us examples of things she's done in the past right sure so she basically told us how we should think of her without really Saying it fully. So I was expecting someone absolutely nuts, like absolutely over the top. And now I'm watching it. I'm like, you're not that crazy. Like you so far, you seem pretty normal. It's almost, it's almost the Lindy effect where you start to say like, oh, my explosions are going to be bad. Brace yourself. Yeah. And it does two things. One of the things that works in your favor because you go. Oh, well, this isn't that bad. She she was kind of hyperbolizing how bad yeah. her explosions get. But then on the on the flip side, on the downside, you're always waiting for it. And so then you can't truly enjoy the moment because you're like, well, the other shoe is about to drop. It's sort of the same with Nicole. She's like, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm wild. And so you're like, all right, let's let's wait for it. Here it comes. And then if it does come, you're like, well, that's not that bad. But you're always thinking about it. Yeah, no, she definitely should have dialed back with the all the, oh, I'm crazy. And the old Nicole, the past Nicole, so selfish. And don't say that because, all right, maybe it was you in the past. He doesn't need to know if that's not who you are right now. You're just you projecting things on him. And so now, and on us. So now he's going to think like, oh shit, like, was she crazy in the past? Is this going to come back? It's kind of like when you go to college. That's your chance to start fresh. Okay. <laughs> you leave You leave your past behind. You leave all the preconceived notions of you behind what your high school friends thought. Everything is in the past and you get to rewrite your story or you get to start a new chapter of your story in college. 
The same is true for here because you're being plopped into this new social circle. Mm -hmm. You're being introduced to millions of people on TV and you can leave the past behind it and sort of curate the future you. Now, I understand that producers are going to pick and prod and say, well, why don't you tell us about your old loves and your old flames and whatever else you did in, in your past? But you do have a chance to kind of start fresh. Yeah, and also if they tell you, hey, talk about your past, you don't have to talk about the crazy Nicole, the selfish Nicole. Like, you don't have to do that. Or maybe if you want to share it, wait until they get to know each other a little more so he can know that that's not you anymore. Yeah, and and we can hope it's not you anymore, but yeah. you're right. It's a good point. You almost want to wait a little bit before you say anything too yeah. bad because it's too soon to prove that you've changed so as soon as you say, oh, I used to be this way, I used to be that way, the old Nicole, parting Nicole, going nuts, going wild, dancing on the bar, it's too new. This relationship's too new. Chris doesn't know you well enough to know that, oh, yeah, that is the old you. Exactly. So now, so now you've put this in his mind, and every time you go to a rum tasting, <laughs> you're going to worry, oh, is, is she about to chug this entire bottle? Is she about to butt chug this 60% rum? Exactly my point. And so... She literally projected herself on us, calling herself nuts and crazy. And now she's doing it to Chris, right. right? She should stop. Just be yourself because so far what we've seen, you're fine. You're fine. And you like Chris, just enjoy that. And if you're going to have any issues or you explode, all right, well, we all are people. But now he's going to be expecting it. I'm telling you. And he said it. He's like, mm, now it's going to be in, on the back of my mind. And that's bad. Now, selfishly. I do wish she was a little more crazy because, right? because we're watching reality television and I want that. I want you to be Darcy level nuts. Mm -hmm. She's not yet. And I thought the booze might help. No. Because let's get to this. Everyone, we're on the honeymoon and everyone's going to have breakfast in bed and then an adventure. And Chris and Nicole's adventure is a private rum tasting. Which sounds awesome. This is my kind of adventure. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sure Dominique would have preferred this over sailing. Mm -hmm. She got the sailing, also something I'd be into. But this is my kind of adventure. A private rum tasting, seven of Jamaica's finest rums. And to critique a little bit, as, as a couple who have been on quite a few liquor tastings, Ugh. primarily bourbon. Bourbon and wine. Let's this, not discuss the wine tasting but this was because you can't remember it but this <laughs> this was not a rum tasting this was they were just doing shots of rum oh my gosh <laughs> and it's just here's the thing like i i do like rum if it's a good rum but it it slides down easily but it gives you a massive headache eventually because it's so sweet all the sugar unless you are a rum drinker i feel like some people can handle it for me i remember once at my uncle's house Someone brought rum from the Caribbean or something. No, we did rum at your parents' house and check. Your dad brought it out. Yeah, and then my uncle did too. Oh, okay. And then I remember, like, I was on, like, my fourth glass or fifth, and I started feeling the sugar. Yeah, it's And very I had tasty. a headache the next, next day. It's very And I tasty. wasn't even chugging. I was sipping on it. Maybe chugging eventually. But these people, they were doing big-ass shots. That's the thing is nobody taught them, or at least they didn't show us on TV. Nobody taught them to taste. They were just like, here's the first drum. And they're in shot glasses. So you assume, all right, but I guess I just shoot it. They weren't in shot glasses. Those were tasting glasses. But they Stay were doing fine. shots. It was the the equivalent of a shot. 
And so classic old Nicole sees uh, one and a half ounces of liquor and she shoots it. Yes. Well, well, I was surprised that Chris was doing it too. And Chris is like, I can't believe she's keeping up with me. I'm like, I can't believe you're keeping up with her, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So they do their shots. They do a little dance. And then we get the conversation, the booze-fueled conversation, where Nicole does talk about her past and how she was old Nicole, always partying all the time, living it up. But then she started her personal growth journey and she grew into the new Nicole. Yes. And here is the thing. We all have a past before our spouse, right? Unless you study dating in the middle of school and you're still together. I know there are couples like that. That's different. But I've, I have a past before John. It's not that crazy. But I was single. I was going out a lot, partying. I didn't do anything crazy. But we all have a past, right? You, I think it's fine to bring it up eventually. Just you don't have to start your relationship with bringing up things from your past that are not very positive. I agree. Also, what she brings up doesn't seem to be the past. It seems to be the current temper tantrums that may be coming. Or she says she loses her cool easily. And she wonders if that bothers Chris. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know. But just know that if, if you throw it my way, if you project that energy my way, that I won't stand for. Well, I want to see that. I do want to see that. And Chris says it may be a problem. If it happens, but so she's sort of mixing past in the present. Yes, there's the old Nicole who used to drink and party all the time and really live it up. And she wants to say that was when she was a little wilder, but it seems like she gets a little wild now with her attitude and her ability to easily lose her cool. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, don't worry so much about the past, worry about the present and try to control that. Yeah. So, okay. We then see them at dinner. I think Nicole was wearing her backup wedding dress. I literally said it. I'm like, this looks way better than her wedding <laughs> dress. Like, she looked nice. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah. She looked good. I thought it was a little overdressed, but at least Chris changed out of his tank top and put on something else. Finally. What is this? A, what, he slept in the tank top the first night they met, right? The first night together. Now it's a beach tank top. Like, what is this? A pajamas, a beach tank top, or like multi-use tank top? I think he has different tank tops, and I think he's appropriately... the same one. No, I think he's appropriately dressed for the occasion. I just thought it was weird when he was wearing a bathing suit to bed. That was it. Uh, I think he just could not wait for the honeymoon. Or he's a bedwetter. He's what? A bedwetter. What does it mean? What's the bed? I'm glad you don't know oh, what that means. Oh, oh. He could be, he could be a, a bedwetter. So that would, let's, that would be let's appropriate. Let's not even get into that. So, okay. They're having dinner and Nicole jokingly throws out the, do you love me yet? I don't think that was, I think that was a joke. I don't. Yeah, yeah it was a joke. I, I'm glad because in the previews, how they always make it look juicy. Yeah. In the previews, they made it seem like, oh my gosh, like she's already asking and he's going to say no. It but seemed like Justin 2.0. Yeah, but, but no, was, no, she was kind of joking because I guess they're having a good time and yeah, it's Nicole. Why not put it out there? It leads it leads to a more serious discussion though, which is about the kids and and Chris bringing up the fact that we're getting older. If we want to have kids, we're going to have to do it sooner rather than later. And Nicole says... Well, I never really wanted kids. I never thought about it. I always thought I was a nomad and, and would move through life without children. But I'm not against it. 
well, it's funny because Nicole is exactly my age and this is how I felt before I met you. Okay. But I changed my mind because I feel like once you meet a partner and if then you discuss it and you kind of like, well, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? If sure. you have someone to do it with. Sure. At least that's how I feel. So, and I think that's kind of what she said too. She's like, I don't think she wants kids that bad, but I think if her partner wanted kids, so she would be fine with it. Don't you think Chris wants kids more? Oh yeah, he does. Right. So this is, this is where I go, come on, PC, come on, DP. This is what the experts need to pay attention to, not, well, they both have dogs, so they're going to be a perfect match. True, but Chris says, yeah, well, I always thought I'm going to have, you know, two, I can see myself with two kids. But she says, now when I'm older, I'm not against having kids, meaning she's okay with potentially having, I don't think that's her, I know a lot of women, that's all they want in life. They want to produce and have kids. Sure. That's not me. That's not Nicole either. But she is open to having kids. And I think that's enough if you're open to it. If she was straight up like, I am not having kids. Like, I'm sorry about it. You and I know kids. Then that's not going to work. But she's open to it. If we, they revisit this conversation in a year or two, which that's what Chris well, that's, said, well, that's she's not fine with it. But that's not open to it then. But that's what Chris said. That I know, but I think he's not trying to rock the boat. To me... You have to be open to it in the moment. You can't you can't predict the future. You can't go, well, in two years, I'm going to be open to it. I disagree. Like, right now, they just met. Why would she want to have kids? Why would Chris want to have kids? Because he's Chris. He wants to take care of someone. Okay. Or wants someone to take care of him. I think he's scared of loneliness and feels like, oh, kids, yeah. a constant companion in life. But people want kids. Before they ever meet a person to have kids. That's not with. true. I didn't want to have kids. I said people. I didn't say you. Oh. I said people want kids. Some do, some don't. Chris did. Why would you pair someone who wants kids with someone who notoriously does not want kids and is just now coming around to the fact that I'd be open to it in the future? Because coming around is a good step towards, sure, I can see myself doing it. Oh, it's a necessity. You first have to come around to it. But I'm just saying, if Chris is this into having children, I would pair him. And I know I'm not an expert, but I would pair him with someone who's, yes, I, I do want to have kids. Not maybe, maybe one day I'll be open to it. True, but I think that's fine. Like just the fact that she's open to it, I think that's fine. If everything else works out for them, and this is the thing. If they end up having a great relationship, I'm sure she'll feel different. She'll feel like, Oh shit, yes, I do want to have kids with this guy because I see a long-term future. Okay. I understand how it might feel like, because for me, I tell you right now, it was about the partner. I didn't think I'm going to want to have kids before that I met you and I were married and I totally see it, right? But it's because of you brought that idea, not brought that idea, but I can see it because I see ourselves being together forever. So I'm not afraid that I'm going to end up alone with a bunch of kids. I would agree with you and I would somewhat disagree or not disagree, but question because we've been together for how many years now? Eight? Oh, seven and something. Seven and change. And I would say it wasn't year two that you felt like, oh, I would have kids with this person. No, but I started like I started thinking about it. Not to not that we had discussed that. I guess we talked about it, but I started thinking about it. Like, wait a minute! Like, 
I can see myself being a mom if I have you as a partner. I think okay. that's very important. If you don't have a partner and you never really wanted to have kids, you don't envision it. No. And so I, I understand what she's saying. I was I was wondering, okay, is it me? Is it that you found a partner to have children with? Or was it that plus time, which is, well, everyone gets older. And as they get older, maybe maybe it's now that I'm 35, I could see myself having kids versus, well, now that I'm 25, but I found the right person. I think it's, I think it's person plus time. It in is per- a lot oh, absolutely. Of like I, we met, I was 25, definitely didn't want to have kids. Right. Mm-hmm. But then a few years later, I started thinking about it, say, but thinking I can see ourselves having kids in the future. I wasn't like at the moment. And then we had a conversation, both on the same page, but yeah, it was definitely the person and the time. And for her, she just met him and saying, Oh, I might be open to having kids. I totally get that because if they work out, she's going to feel differently in a year. She'll be like, oh, shit. Yes, I totally I can. I totally you want hope it. So. But you hope so. That's my point is you can't predict the future. So it, it worries me. It scares me that someone may go, yes, I don't want kids now, but in the future. And then that day never come when your partner had been ready to have kids forever. But she didn't say no. She said, I'm open to it. Okay. That's the thing. Let's see. Let's see. Let's move on to someone who I don't know if they want to have kids, but one of them definitely wants to do the act of of whatever it takes to have a kid. They want they want to practice. Yeah, my least favorite guy on this show, mm-hmm. Eris and Jasmine. Popping some champagne with breakfast. And every meal is going to be a chance for Eris to talk about the foods he doesn't eat. At this point, I would give up eating bacon. I enjoy bacon. I would give up eating bacon just so Eris doesn't have the opportunity to be like, oh, really? You're eating bacon again? Yeah, that's annoying. It's, it's very- like, how, how, how often do you eat bacon? Like every single day? She's like, no, like, I don't know, like 50% of the time. What are you talking? It's a horrible conversation. Literally the only time I eat bacon is this circumstance. Like when I'm at a hotel. Yeah. When the breakfast is brought to me in bed. Rarely do we ever eat bacon when we're at home. Because I don't like the smell. It stinks up the yeah. the apartment. But literally, sometimes it just appears when you're on vacation. It has yeah. a funny way of just appearing on oh, vacation. Oh, like a good old diner omelette with a side of a bacon. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. If someone else <laughs> cooks it for me and it's crispy, I love bacon, but I don't like making it. At least Eris stopped calling it swine. Because to me, that was offensive. Yeah. So, all right. Now they're they're having breakfast and talking about previous relationships and why they didn't work. And Eris at least puts the blame on himself. Yeah. At least he's saying, well, I, I'm picky, I guess. I would always find the smallest things and it would throw me off. And so that would ruin it. So at least he, he put the blame on himself, which I can appreciate. Jasmine says she too is the person who would kind of put an end to it. Her reason is she's a workaholic, and so she just, I guess, couldn't find time. Yes, and she never got what she needed from the partner. Like, And it almost seemed like she never found someone who would be there for her when she's busy, when she's helping her mom, right? She never had that support. Right, and this is a, this is a great opportunity for Eris to come in and say, I'll be that guy, I'm willing to help out, which she does say. He does. And I'm like, he's like, I, if it's me walking your 20 dogs, I'm like, really? Me walking your dogs. We know her mom yeah. is is 
battling cancer and going through chemotherapy. And he says, I can go to the hospital. I'll, I'll do what I can to put a smile on her face. He's saying the things a husband should say. Yes. Which excites me, but also worries me because I really hope he's not all talk and no follow yeah. through. Yeah. And I was thinking that too. I'm like, wait, this sounds really good, but either just saying it or... Here's the thing. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he really wants to be married and really wants to be with someone, take care of someone. But he has this persona to maintain, like the cool dude sure. who loves sex and <laughs> never was in love. And it's like, ugh, every girl had like something that just could not get over. And ugh, I don't need bacon. And so I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe he was finally matched with the person who he was chasing his entire dating life. Like Jasmine is a catch in yeah. my in my mind. Very pretty, accomplished. I think she I think she is out of Eris's league. Absolutely. If you see these two at a bar. So maybe in the past Eris always thought, oh, I deserve someone like Jasmine. I can get someone like Jasmine. But most people would would talk to Eris and quickly be turned off. Yeah. True. Now Jasmine is married to this man. And so maybe he's finally going to accept this relationship and try and put in the effort and do the husband things because, well, somehow, some way he finally got what he thought he deserved this entire time, which would, which would be the best case scenario yeah. as long as Jasmine's happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that Jasmine can be happy with him because I, I feel like she deserves happiness. I like Jasmine. I don't like Eris, but... I mean, let's see. Let's let's go snorkeling. Yeah, let's go snorkeling or let's try to at least. I don't understand the beard struggle. Yeah. I don't understand what, how the beard was preventing Eris from snorkeling. Because you put the goggles on your eyes and then you just put a snorkel in your mouth. A hundred percent. So I don't know if he was complaining again just to complain. I don't know, but I've spent hours snorkeling. That was the only thing I loved doing on a vacation in Croatia when I was a child, snorkeling and reading Harry Potter. Yeah. So I don't get it either. I could almost see scuba diving being an issue because there's more to the apparatus. Yeah. But snorkel. I don't know if he just wanted to talk about his beard again. Probably. But I'm looking at this going, I don't see how a beard is. A and I'm, I don't have a beard like Eris. No, you have a nice beard. I like I, your, I don't I, like his beard. I like your beard. Mine is something in between a five o'clock shadow and, and something yeah, it's more. Nice. Depending, and it's, it's very soft. Depending on the day. But I don't see how anything would, any sort of facial hair would get in the way of snorkeling. But, yeah, no. Well, he has an issue with it, but luckily... Jasmine loves the beard, so she doesn't want him to shave it. <laughs> they they go to dinner next on the beach. And in this activity, I could see the beard becoming more of a problem because Jasmine starts to feed him. Okay, here's the thing. Is he joking? This is the second time he kind of showed this. She's feeding him. He's like, come closer, reach me, like feed me like a freaking baby. So she has to stand up <laughs> to reach him. Like, is he, is this a joke or is he doing a bit or is he just being so obnoxious to make her stand up because she's on the other side of the table, like with the grapes? Right. The first time was the grapes in the bathtub, which I thought was lame. I thought it was sort of a joke, but I thought it was lame, which made it. Yeah. If it's not funny, I guess it's still a joke, but it's a bad joke. It should have been the opposite. It should have been like. Let me feed yeah. you. You're, you're my queen, right? I've been looking for my queen. You're my queen. Get in the tub. Let me feed you. Yes, now this is becoming this running gag. It's making me gag. 
And I think she should shove the food in his mouth and make him gag because, yeah, I don't get it. It's not funny. It's not funny, especially like I could understand if he wanted her to feed him and she did it naturally. They were sitting next to each other. So you just like like when you were eating something I don't have, I'm like, can I have some? And you, sure. you, you feed me a piece of chicken, right? Sure. But would I make you stand up and like lean over the table? And I couldn't even like he couldn't even lean closer. Like what 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 is this? Like if it's a bit, it's not funny. If it's real, it's obnoxious. I don't understand the appeal of feeding or getting fed. Again, if it's out of necessity or convenience, like, hey, I'm eating a French fry and you go, oh, can I have one? And it's in my hand and I just go here, eat it, then fine, because it's just out of convenience. I don't understand the appeal or the sexual nature of feeding someone. I think he just he wants to be the queen. Potentially, I guess. I mean, she should be the queen, but like he's like, oh, hell no, I'm the queen. I guess so. It's very confusing to me. But anyways... They continue to talk, and Jasmine's like, what do you want to know about me? I'm sure there's a lot, right? We're still in the getting to know phase of the couples, and yes, they're married, but it's married at first sight, so there are a million and one questions you could ask that you don't know the answer to. Eris's question, what he wants to know, of course, because Eris is going to be Eris, he wants to know, what's your favorite sexual position? And here's the creepy part, right? Again, it's... Is this him or is he playing this persona? And also, let's not all forget that he's 39. He's not a frat boy. True. He's not someone who's 25 and somehow ended up on married first time because he thinks he's ready for it. He's 39 years old. Like At this point, I would expect that person to at least have his shit together or act a certain way. Here's why I don't think he's playing a persona. Why? For that very reason. He's 39 Mm. and single. I think this is who he is, and that's why he's 39 and single, because this shit doesn't work. This is how he acts towards every girl. Every encounter he has with the opposite sex, this is all he's got. He Mm. thinks this is game. I think Justin from last season was doing a persona. Oh, oh, I'm on TV. I want to be sexual. I'm going to be this tall, suave guy with the big dick, right? They call me Tree. I think that was a persona. I think Mm. he thought this is what girls like. But he was young. I think Eris, this is him. And he's been putting this persona on or whatever you want to call it. This is his personality. Every time he goes out and interacts with the opposite sex. And that's why he's Mm. 40 and single. Interesting. Basically. But it makes sense. It's gross for so many reasons. Mainly, yes, you just met this person. But this person is on television. And I know they probably say, well, forget about the cameras. Pretend you guys are alone. But this woman is going to be in front of her family, her coworkers, whoever. And you're asking her, what's your favorite sexual position? And also, even before you had sex. Like, well, how that's, about- maybe that's kind. Maybe you want to know so you can get her in the right position. No, oh, I would know. Like, you just you got to like figure it out while you're doing that act. Sure. And and so when, when Jasmine pleads the fifth, like I think most of us would do in that circumstance, again, like second night knowing the person on national television, she pleads the fifth. So Eris goes, okay, well, what's your favorite color? And I'm like, that's a terrible question, but it's better than what's your favorite sexual position. Yeah, her answer is terrible. But when she answers lavender and he turns it back to sexuality, I'm like, 
For a second, I thought, okay, you just asked a dumb question, but it's better than what's your favorite sexual position. Mm -hmm. No, you just made it worse because you doubled down on the sexual position thing. Yeah. And she kind of like laughs it off and and she tells the cameras that, well, I'm not that open. I'm I'm more reserved. And Aris is like, well, we're both adults. Like, why are you like so uncomfortable talking about sex? It's like not everyone is open talking about sex. And as you said, especially on national TV. And I think to truly have an honest conversation about sex there needs to be trust and there needs to be comfort. And, and, and I was going to say, you also need to do it at least once. I uh, Sure, maybe. I disagree a little bit there, but I think there needs to be trust and comfort. And you haven't created or built that yet. I think you could, I think you could have an honest conversation about sex. If you had a sister, I think you could have a conversation about sex with her. I don't think you've had to have sex with her to have that conversation. You see yeah, what I'm but saying? That's, that's different. No, 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 no. But you see what I'm saying? But you have trust and you have comfort with that person. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't talk about sex with anyone else but you. Oh, fair enough. But um, <laughs> but I bet you Darcy and Stacy could have an honest conversation about sex with each other. True. Because there's trust and there's comfort there. So I hear what you're saying. I, I respectfully disagree. But... They have neither or any of what we're talking about. They haven't had sex. There is no trust yet. There can't be. And they're not at a level of comfort yet. Yeah. And also, if you want to get to know your wife, I don't think the fact that she likes or dislikes doggy style will tell you a lot about her. He's just not that deep. So he he has nowhere else to go. No, he's very shallow. Very shallow. He's all like, feed me. And what sexual position do you like? And I'm like, ew, come on. Like, ugh, you're not that hot. So, New Day, and they're tossing a Frisbee because I'm sure this was Eris's idea. And he's like, you know, dogs love when I throw them a Frisbee. And doggy, <laughs> doggy style is my favorite position, he's if you didn't know. He's a downward dog, which is a yoga position. I do it to stretch out every morning. Yeah, you do. Well, I, I really do. <laughs> but it's like, what is, what are you doing? Like, now you're, like, bringing exercise into the color and the sex. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I think he was trying again. He's not funny, and and Mac will be the first person to say, "Well, my my humor is a little off. I'm not I'm not funny, but I try." Eris's humor is off. So I don't know, off. I don't know if he realizes it, but I still think I guess maybe he's trying. Like with the feed me thing, I think maybe he's trying to be funny with the oh lavender people whose favorite color is lavender. Their favorite sexual position is downward dog. Like I think he's trying to be funny. It's just not funny. It's not funny at all. Yeah. Ew, well, are you ready to move to our next couple? No, I'm not. Okay. We're skipping a big portion. Oh, oh, the frisbee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're they're tossing the frisbee around and Eris brings up the the love yes. question. Yes, When's yes, the last yes. time you've been in love? Jasmine says her last relationship. Eris has never been in love. Because I'm in love with the game. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, at 39, I would assume that you must have at least, must have loved someone. Maybe you don't know what it feels like. I don't know. Maybe he's never been with anyone long enough to feel it. I guess that's, that's possible. The the fear with Jasmine is, oh, he has been with someone for like over a year and he's saying he's not been in love. I think people are going to give him shit for this, but... 
I don't know. I would I would rather be with someone who says, no, I haven't been in love because I haven't met the right person or, oh, I thought I was in love, but now that I'm really in love, I realize that that wasn't yeah. love. Like, I think some people are too quick to say they're in love. Oh, yeah. I'd rather be with the opposite. I'd rather you hold out and I'd rather take you a year to say it when you really know that you're in love as opposed to the person who says it on the second date. And you got it. 100%. We both waited, what, 10 months, 11 months? Right. And once we said it, we were both like, well, we knew after like five or six months that we loved each other. You said you knew it after three months. You oh, said it last night. No, no, yes, you said it. I, Come but on. Not, but you, like, you but felt- not in, in, I, no, I said uh, there was a difference, I think, of, oh, I love this person versus I'm in love with this yeah. person. And what we were talking about last night is when we went to Chicago and you went out and picked up food. We had just said, oh, we're going to get Chicago hot dogs and meet them in the hotel room because we just traveled and we're tired. And when you went out to get the hot dogs, we didn't discuss it, but you came back with a six pack of beer. Yeah, because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's awesome that she's like just down to drink beer and eat hot dogs. So like I loved that about you is what oh. I was saying. Oh. I wasn't in love with you. Oh, but you like started to like love me. It was moving in that direction. Oh. But we didn't say it. No, we didn't. And some people would be like, oh my God, why didn't you say it? You must have not really loved her. It's like, well, I don't know. I think it's a big deal. And I think it's great to put it some- It is a big deal. I think it's great to put some weight into the word and not just spew it. For sure. The first chance you get. And so I'm sure people will give her a shit because, oh my God, he's never loved anyone. I'd, I'll take that, actually. I'll take that. I'll take you being a little stubborn with the word versus you just using it at every chance you get. True. Okay. I know you're ready to move to the next couple. I think we need to take a break. Okay. Okay. Take a quick break. We'll be back with Dominique and McKinley in a second. We'll be back after this. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa, my love. My love. My love. Are you ready to talk about these lovers? Let's talk about them eating because that's what everyone did this episode. Yes. They ate ate breakfast and they talked about their cuddles. And this is Dominic's first time out of the country. Okay. It's her big outing. Okay. I mean, she's 25. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you're you're unique in, in the sense that you probably left. Well, in Europe, it's much easier to leave the country. But Well, the first time. Well, yeah. Leaving Czech. I've been leaving Czech since I was like three. The first time I left the country, I was 18, I think. And I went yeah. to Canada. So I think the first time I, well, I came to the U.S. I left Europe was when I was 16. The first time I really left the country, like let's talk about leaving a country or, or going to a country that's not connected to the States. I was with you. And so how old was I when I went? 30. So there you go. Yeah. But like you left the country, like she meant she never left the U.S. Like you've been in the I Caribbean went to Canada, and I went Canada. To Mexico. Yeah. That's true. I went, that's very true. Thank you for reminding me. See, so you've left the country before. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Aruba. But yeah, your big first outing over the ocean was with me. But no, you make a good point. I went to Aruba. Yeah. A couple of times. So, all right. Look at me. World traveler. All right. Breakfast time. They're talking about their cuddles and what they want to do for the day. And Dominique says, as long as we're together, it'll be a good time. And to me, that says so much. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I think that's an honest statement. And that's something people who actually enjoy each other say. Yeah. 
So that's a good sign. I like that she yeah. said that. I'm still trying to figure out if she's attracted to him because I, I think like look look wise, like he he's fine looking. He he's fine, but he's such a like he's not adventurous at all. And I think she's getting it out of him, trying a little bit, right? But I don't know if that's her type. I almost see as her type is like the manly guy who fishes and right. who, who does all these things. I think we're learning this about Mac in real time, though. True. I don't think he let on too early that he is a little bit of a, of a scaredy cat when it comes to certain things. Or yeah. He's, he's not the most adventurous. I think we're learning in real time and, and she's learning right along with us. Yeah. And so they're going to go sailing after breakfast. And okay, first of all, okay, John and I did this whole thing, but it was just the two of us. It wasn't very windy. So we were basically kind of like sitting on the sailboat trying our best. We could have used a guy to help us. Yeah. We actually did have a guy come and help us when we sailed into <laughs> some bushes. And there was a gator around there too somewhere. So they kind of had to push us. But they go out. Like they actually went far offshore. We were probably well, at our furthest 100 yards offshore. Yeah, but it was because it was on windy. They're True. still in the bay. Like I would still go. I would do this on the ocean too. I would right. be hoping if anything, people are going to just find us. But. Either way, Mac was a little timid about it. Very skeptical. He was he was a little scared, but he did it, which I think says a lot. God, they had, and plus they had a guy like riding the sailboat with them. Still, there are things I wouldn't do with a guide. Would you go? We talked about this when we were in Sedona. Would you go in a hot air balloon? No. There's a there's someone in charge there. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't trust a hot air balloon okay, itself. So I think, I think it's just going to take off on its own. It's going to be like the Chinese spy balloon. Shout out to the spy balloon. I, I, then people going to like have to shoot us down because they don't know what's <laughs> happening. Like I am never, ever getting on a hot air balloon. And if you ever think that it's romantic gestures, forget about it. Yeah, no, I don't think I would either. But my point is just because there's someone there that knows what they're doing doesn't mean we would do it. Point. Either. I do like looking at hot air balloons. So I would Beautiful. totally go to a festival okay. so I can sit on the ground with a beer yeah. and be looking up at the hot air balloons. But I will never, ever get in one. Okay. I'll never say never, ever because, you know, things change. But uh, yes, it's not on no. the top of my list. No. Um, but it seems like all the guys this season are not the most adventurous. True. Right? You have Eris complaining about his his beard snorkeling, which is like, Get over it. You have <laughs> McKinley here, and then we'll see Shaq later, who's not the most adventurous. So at least he's not alone. True. He's not alone. So then they finish the sailing and they go to dinner. And the topic of conversation is how Mac can be a little bit of a scaredy cat, mm -hmm. but he can be pushed. And I'm starting to, I think, formulate my my opinion, my perception of Mac. And I think he's feeling emasculated. Yes. I think he's feeling a little emasculated around Dominique and he's trying to overcompensate with his weird humor. When mm -hmm. he says things like, I'm a fisherman, I'm a sailor man, I'm a fish. Like he's, 
he's trying to, oh, I built this table. I yeah. caught this lobster. Like, I feel like if he just stuck with the, I'm fisherman, I'm a sail, I'm a sailman. But that, well, first of all, it's sailor. Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it was funny when he said that. I'm a fisherman, I'm a sailorman. It's like. Okay. Yes. But he went too far with building freaking everything. But that's what I'm saying. Of course he was joking, oh, although yeah. I don't know if Dominique knew. Dominique was like, wait, did he build this table? Like, I'm not sure if if she totally gets his humor, but he these jokes are coming, right? You joke about truths. The best comedy comes from honesty. Mm-hmm. And he's joking about this because he feels some sort of inadequacy. Yeah. And so it's starting to shape my perception of him where I'm like, oh, wow, I think he does feel like lesser than or less of a man around Dominique because she is this fisher woman. She is a sailor woman. Yeah, but she's never been out, out of the country. So like she's the, like, uh, what, what do you call it? But that's very privileged to say. It's yes, very but privileged I'm to like, say, like, oh, she's never been out of the country, so she's not that adventurous. You could, there's, there's a million and one adventures you could do in America. Oh, 100%. But I think she's more so, like, not even travel around the U.S., more so, like, she fishes and she does the hiking around and she does the hunting around Nashville. Like, she just sure. has adventures in her backyard. Okay. And she wants him to do that, too, because it's, it's accessible. You don't have to travel to go hunting and to go fishing. But now it seems like... I don't think that's something that Mac wants to do. Well, he's willing to be pushed, he says. I think he just needs to get a little high in his own supply and just calm down and go with the flow. Because yeah. he's trying too hard. Oh, I built this table. I built the... Okay, I get it. You're, you're trying to be funny. Just relax. Like She's such like a, a cool, calm, fun person. She just, is. Just relax and go with the flow. She is, but I still think she's not ready for marriage. No, and she's not. Her, her mom signed her up for yeah. this. She did not. So don't forget about that. Yeah, I think she likes having fun. I think if they were dating, that would be fun. But I... I'm I'm trying to I'm realizing that is she really like into this whole thing like this is very serious if you're married like are you like I, I'm I'm just waiting for her to get hit by it like a boss to be like oh shit I'm married like whoa like whoa what am I doing I'm 25 yeah I think right now obviously the honeymoon phase pun intended and reality will set in when they get back to Nashville and that's when we'll see okay does she actually want to go all in yeah. on settling down and becoming a wife. We'll see. It'll it'll take some time for us to probably and for her to see if that's if she's yeah. ready for that. Right now they're having fun. They finish dinner, they jump in the pool and call in if you know what these bugs are that are making this crazy high pitched like siren noise. I didn't hear. You it. didn't hear it. It was in almost every nighttime scene. They're like cicadas. But they're like, and I'm like, I could not hear. I could. I was getting so distracted that I could not even take decent notes because I was like. Someone hit their key fob and turned their car alarm off. I probably liked it. That's why I blocked it. Oh I love God. listening to to animal and bug noises. I do too, but no, this, you don't. 
You hate the night forest. Don't I, lie to our friends. I don't like the night forest. If you guys don't listen to sleep sounds on Alexa, there's one called the night forest. I don't like it because it sounds like sunrise. No, it does not. It sounds like morning bugs no, there, and sounds. There's and the uh, occasional owl. like ooh, Very occasional, ooh. like once an hour. And once I can't, an owl. Once an owl. <laughs> I can't wait for that because I want to fall asleep. And I can't fall asleep if I'm just imagining the sun rising. I need to imagine the sun setting, and then I can fall asleep. That's why I don't like those damn bugs. It's not because the actual sounds. It's because it's the wrong sounds for the time. I disagree. I know you do. Well, you don't like the train sounds. I'm always like, play the train sounds. You're like... Because Bobo was like... It's like... Yeah. No, this it's is like horrible. So, I, it's, I picture myself in a in a train car and I'm traversing the the country and it's beautiful. No, I, I'm picturing myself camping, sleeping under the stars. No. It's beautiful. Waking up, waking oh. up because the sounds are wrong. Oh, you don't understand. You, you know, don't. you know nothing about sleep sounds. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> they're in the pool. The bugs are going. And basically, Mac just keeps saying, like, boobs, awesome, boobs. That's all he does. That's it. Like, it doesn't matter what she looks like or what her personality is like. The boobs are great. He's mesmerized by the boobs. The boobs. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Kirsten and Shaquille, who have finally made it to Jamaica. And I called it. I called it. I said, Oh, no, she's going to like him. She's going to turn it around because what she dislikes about him is the freaking bald head. That's not enough. He is everything she asked for. He's educated. He dresses well. He takes care of himself. He's fit. He's smart. He has a good job. All he has that she didn't like was the bald head. And I'm I like, dis- she's going to turn around. I disagree. We're skipping ahead a little bit, but I disagree. No, we're not skipping ahead. They're arriving. They're hugging. They're loving the view. They're being okay. touchy feely. But the conversation that that comes directly out of what you're okay. saying is a little bit later. And let's just we'll put a pin in it. But I'm going to say I disagree and stay tuned for why I think okay. this. But yes, they check in and the, and they are they're 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 touchy a little bit. They're they're smiling a little bit because I'm sure this hotel is a lot better than the one that they were in at Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, but even like she said, I actually enjoyed the conference seeing him present. Sure. I love the, you know, that he's educated and education is important. I don't think she would allow him to keep hugging her and putting his arm around her if she wasn't attracted to him. I do agree. I think, I actually think that them going to this conference and her having to support Shaq during this work event, I think it gives them a little bit of a head start down the marriage path because it was this bonding opportunity. It was this real world opportunity. And yes, I think it may be pushing them down the right path. I don't think she's attracted to him the way you think she's coming around to it just yet. I think she is. Okay. Well, wait, because first they go ATV riding. Yes. And this is, again, here we go with the guy being a little bit of the scaredy cat. Well, he has a good reason. He has a good reason. And here's what I love about it. Okay. Kirsten's done this a bunch, right? She's into it. This is Shaq's first time. He's not thrilled about the idea because he brings up the car accident again, which he says, after the accident, it made me less adventurous. But this is exactly what you need to do. So many people will be like, 
trigger warning. Uh, the tr- this is going to trigger me. I had a car accident. It's like, no, you need to pull the trigger and get over your fear. And that's exactly what psychologists will tell you to do. It's like, you need to confront your fear. And he does. And it makes me so happy because we live in this nerf world where it's like, don't do anything that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, no, confront your fears head on and that's how you'll get over them. That's very true. Because I remember I did have a car accident. I had a few, but that was only one that was my fault. And that one wasn't bad, but it was the one that nothing happened to me besides a little impact, but the car was banged up pretty bad, right? And there was a person who hit me from the back. And basically just went through my, through my back. What do you call it? The trunk. Mm-hmm. Right. So. After, Wait, they smashed into your trunk. Yeah. Luckily okay. it was a Honda Pilot. It was a big trunk. They didn't go through it. They'd no, just, but like yeah, they yeah. really, it was like yeah. a freaking can. And so the car basically, they told us, well, it's almost totaled, but well, we can still fix it because this person's insurance is going to pay for it. Right. Yeah. So I got a different car in the meantime. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I want to drive. And at the time I was an au pair and my host mom was like, you have to drive. She goes like, you freaking have to. She goes like, get in that car and go and drive around for like an hour. Like, go course. and drive around. And I'm like, I don't want to. This is a rental car. And I had like this panic. She goes like, doesn't matter if it's a rental car. It was a huge ass car too. It was what, it was a suburban yeah. I hated it. Yeah. It was a big ass car. But she goes like, you need to go and drive around. She's like, go to Starbucks, get a coffee, drive around and then come home. She's like, I'll, I'll, I get the kids. And so I spent the afternoon literally driving around this stupid suburban mm-hmm. too big. But that helped me get over of it. Course. I don't, I don't think if I, if I was like, oh, I cannot drive for a while, I think I would be having a hard time. You wouldn't. And she was, she's a doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you need to get right back on the horse, yeah. right? That's the saying that you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you get back on the saddle because if you say, you know what, I, I can't, I can't, you know, what? I just need to take like a day or two off from driving. I'm, I'm a little shaken up right now. Well, then a day or two is going to turn into a week or two, which is going to turn into a month or two yeah. and you're never going to do it. You need to do it immediately. And so Kirsten's proud that Shaq is conquering his fears. I'm so happy that he is. And I think it should be inspirational to everyone. That's like, yes, of course, it's going to be scary. But I think what's worse is never being able to drive again or never being able to go on an adventure again. So I think this is so important. And I'm so happy that he did it. Yeah, for sure. He did a great job. And even like Kirsten acknowledged it, saying, oh, like, I know he might be a little reserved, but I'm happy that he did it. And the same thing happened. They paused, they stopped, they could look at their surroundings, they're hugging each other. Like he puts his arm around her. And I'll tell you this, like, and she's going to talk about it later. Like physical touch is very intimate. If you don't like that person, you won't allow them to touch you or even get close to you. I'll promise you that. So if she wasn't attracted to him, she's not going to allow him to do that. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like holding hands, hugging, cuddling is more intimate than sex. Like people get drunk at a bar and go have sex with someone, but they're not going to just like hold their hands and cuddle. Yeah. So I agree there, but I also think maybe she may, she may be making excuses when it comes to, oh, I don't, I don't like to kiss people. I'm just not a kisser. I think that may be in this circumstance, you don't like it. 
In this case, you don't like it because you're not attracted to him. No, I disagree. I think she, like, I'm reading her, right? She's this, like, I know I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm educated, I'm successful, and I have these little quirks. And uh, the pandemic, I got a little sheltered, and uh, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but I got a little sheltered, and I just don't necessarily love those little kissing and touch, touching things, but I love, like, physical touch. I, I I think she's being real. And this is happening actually right after ATV. So I'm not even skipping ahead. Well, you're not. What I didn't, I had a hard time connecting the dots was with the pandemic. Was she saying like, oh, now I don't like kissing because of the pandemic and COVID and germs? Maybe because I'm, that affected me a lot. Like I don't like touching Anything and anyone. I hate when someone touches my computer at work, even if they have to fix it. Like, I hate when people sit on my chair at work. Okay. Like, I, I know, but listen like, to what you're like saying. Things like this bother me. I never had an issue with it before, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did you touch right before touching my computer? Did you wash your hands? That, that's all I'm thinking I about. I agree, but she's saying, oh, I, I'm big on holding hands. Touch me, touch me, touch me. So it doesn't seem like it is a germ thing. It seems like, a, well, I can, I can like rub your back and, and hug you, but I'm not attracted enough to you to kiss you. Okay. Here's why I think she's being real because she says, I, I'm not a good kisser and I don't think I, it just takes me a while. I don't think someone who looks like her would ever say, I'm not a good kisser. She could have just That's said, why I don't buy it. No, I do buy it because she wouldn't have said it. That makes her seem like, oh, really? You're not a good kisser. No, it makes her seem like she's not a good liar because I feel like she's had a lot of practice because I'm sure everyone wants to kiss her. I don't her. think so. I think she actually, the way she carries herself, I think she picks and chooses. Also, how do you know if you're not a good kisser? I feel like you can only tell if someone else is not a good kisser. And I doubt anyone would ever tell her she's not a kisser because oh. people just want to kiss her. So they're like, sure, kiss me. Maybe someone did tell her. Maybe she had a shitty relationship and someone Maybe. told her and now she's afraid. Maybe. I, I honestly, and she says that, and that's why I believe it because she said, hey, I wasn't attracted to you. The bald head threw me off. But the more I get to know you, the more you're growing on me and now my attraction is growing. She didn't say, oh, I'm attracted to you now. She says the attraction's growing. That's why I buy it. She didn't just change her mind. She said it's getting there. There's a big but though, which is I still don't want to kiss you. Well, I think they'll get there. They'll need to. They'll need to be a compromise. Yeah. And maybe they're not going to make out every 10 seconds, which I think is okay because I think that's more of a... Um, an early stage relationship thing. I think you kind of grow into more of adulthood. I think making out all the time, and I could be wrong. It's more like a high school yeah, thing. Yeah, that's all you do in high school. All you do is make out, but then you start banging and then you start realizing, you know what, there is more, there is more to sensuality, to holding hands, mm -hmm. and right? I think that's more of a mature thing. So they don't have to make out every 10 seconds, but I, I still think it's an important, I think kissing is an important part of a relationship. And so I hope they can find that medium, that happy medium. And I think they will. I really think, I think they are a great couple. I and want I think, them to be. I think if she gets over this little kissing thing, they can make it work. Okay. Um. Then just very quickly at the end, they started to talk about life in a way and married life and 
what they are looking for out of each other. And Kirsten says, the only thing I need you to do is just talk to me naturally, right? Don't just present your thoughts. Don't talk at me. And I think Shaquille does it a little bit because he's nervous. I agree. He just met her. He's freaking nervous around her. And so I don't think that's necessarily him. I think it's just him. And he says it. He's like, I'm just trying to make it perfect. Yeah. And I hate to judge anyone, but. Oh, we, we're talking about we That's do, what we do. Right. We do this podcast. So we kind of have I to. I love judging. But <laughs> I wish Kirsten didn't say that because. Yes, he's nervous. It's too early. They've known each other for two days. And now you just got in his head. Now he was doing this because he was nervous. Now he's going to be overthinking and be even more nervous about, oh, am I doing it? Am I saying it right? Am I am I saying it in a way that's palatable, palatable to Kirsten? Or he relaxes because she said, cheers to not being perfect. And I, know, I, think, I think that's helpful, especially coming from her who seems so perfect, especially to shock. Yeah. If she says, just talk to me, be natural. Let's cheers to not being perfect because neither is perfect. I hope that that will kind of open his eyes being like okay i can maybe just be myself i don't have to you know have a stick shove up my butt and just try to act perfect and say the perfect things i can actually relax and be myself i think so but at the same time what she told him is you're not doing a good job right now and so now he's going to be overthinking it versus if she didn't say anything he might be thinking oh i'm doing a good job no i she opened up how she feels I think that's important and I think he'll know and he knows it he says yes I I think eventually I will always end up talking about myself because I just keep sharing I want to learn about you I thought that was really good and I think she opened up saying I just want you to talk to me not to present your thoughts and I think that's good I think that's important and again they're married I know we always say at this stage if they were dating that would be like whoa like oversharing but they're both also mature, older, right? They're in their 30s. They're accomplished. Why not to put the cards on the table, say how you feel, and the other person just needs to deal with it. And I think it will help them learn more about each other if instead her kind of like, this is how this is how I feel. This is what I want to say, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. So I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hope he'll get it. I don't think you should have to hold back. I, I do think communication is so important. I just think recognizing that this is an unnatural situation. And so he may be acting unnaturally because of it is important too. And not, and not point it out so early on because it will get in his head and he will start to overthink. I disagree. I think the way she did it was very nice. I think it was polite. I think the cheating to not being perfect and her literally saying that I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Let's cheers to that and be ourselves. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. Like if she put it on him, be like, yeah, like I don't want you to like just present to me. I like, no, I don't like that. If she put it, if she worded it differently or had a different tone, yes, I think that could hurt him. That could that get stuck in his head. But I just liked how she did it. But she was very saying, nice about it. You're saying the saving grace was came at the very end when she said cheers to not being perfect. Had she not said that, you would agree with me. You yeah, would say, oh, I would well, have. Why, right. You would say, why did you point that out? You, it's too early. Of course, yeah. he's nervous. But because she came in at the very end and said cheers to not being perfect, yeah. you're like, oh, it was great. I thought, no, but I just thought that she got her point across. She said how she feels. This way he will hopefully stop doing it so she won't get annoyed with that. Like, I, I thought it was good. Okay, okay. 
Let's move on to, is this our last couple? Yeah. We have a lot to unpack here. And I wish one of the things that Clint didn't unpack was his Yaman Jamaica and tank top. Because this is something I could see Chris wearing. I don't know why Clint was wearing this. I don't know. I mean, I guess... It's like a beachy. It didn't honestly. It didn't bother me on Clint. It's wearing. I don't know why. It's wearing the the band T-shirt to the concert of the band. You're you're in Jamaica wearing a Yaman Jamaican tank top. I mean, maybe he got it at the gift store. He should have packed more. So okay, they are they're going on an adventure. They skipped breakfast. I guess they're going straight to the adventure. Okay. Let me ask you this because I don't understand it. They're jumping into the white van or the the white bus, right? They're taking yeah. them on this adventure. How did they get lost five times if there is a person driving it to the waterfalls? It's a great question, and I actually have that answer. Really? Yes, because I paid attention, Teresa. Maybe you were so distracted by his Yaman tank top. <laughs> um, I no, I had the I had the same exact question, but then I remembered something they said earlier. What? There was an issue with the road, like a tree had fallen or there was a flood or something happened to the road. So they had to take a different path. And that's when they got lost. Oh, okay. They had to go out of their ordinary route. And so they got lost. But still, it's a local person driving the bus. Like they shouldn't have gotten lost five times. Sure. And maybe they were exaggerating a little bit. But maybe that I believe that was the reason. They're on an adventure. They're loving it. They both love being adventurous. Yes. They're they're hiking. They're going. They're gonna go hike to this. Uh, I wouldn't call it hiking. I think that they're going on a stroll to they're the waterfall. They're strolling to a waterfall, and they go. They get there, and then they just like stand in it to yes. talk, which was strange. And then Clint kept his shirt on. Aren't you gonna like she because she put right. her bathing suit on? Take it easy over there. And he kept his shirt on. It's like <laughs> if you're gonna dive, you're gonna dive in this. In this Jamaican tank top? You take it easy over there. He was very excited about his Yaman tank top. I guess. Um, the, the the thing I had a question about was it seemed like he was upset because, oh, all, all she talks about is work, right? Oh, yeah. it's going to be an issue. She, she's so busy. All she does is talk and think about work. But now he's the one. They get there and he's like, I'm looking forward to seeing you in your boss lady mode. Well, because I think that's something they need to connect on because that's all she talks about so i think he's trying to connect with her on that level well she's the one who says well you may need to help me get out of true that mode so i just found it interesting like sure maybe he thinks all she wants to do is talk about work so i'll appease her by talking about it but i was happy when she said no you're gonna actually have to take me out of boss babe mode once in a while yes which which was good but they talk about the adventure, how they both love traveling, and he loves taking the path le- least traveled or yeah, less so, traveled. So stop complaining about getting lost. This is the adventure. Oh, that they, was that was more of the adventure than the waterfall. And they loved it. They loved getting lost. <laughs> and he said he loves the mystery and he loves the unconvention thing like the married at first is it unconventional unconventional, unconventional yeah, yeah. look at me I, I knew it's gonna come <laughs> i knew it's gonna come the unconventional marriage and because it's adventurous he's like it's sure. mysterious like uh, this is exactly what we needed but at this point i still thought that okay i think they both are attracted to each other what's interesting just to go back to the unconventional marriage and, and way of life is we had one of our friends 
message us to to share some information about Clinton, what he does for work. Yeah. And, and we didn't want to give too much information. We didn't want to divulge too much, but he's he's in sales with yeah. a with a large with a big name yeah tech company yeah or he used to be or used to be and it's not like google or facebook when i say big well, name it's very, it's very close to that it's, it's, it's big. very it's very close to that it's well known and so she, he's talking about her being a boss babe well, I'm, yeah let me finish my point i, I was just gonna <laughs> jeez <laughs> well i also love sharing my thoughts but you go first uh, my point is that's such a conventional thing to do oh. that you think he'd be like Oh, well, I actually have my own boat charter business or, you know, like you think he would pave his own way a little bit. And instead he does a very expected thing, which is a sales job. Well, I think the sales job pays for his unconventional lifestyle. Okay. My point is if you were truly unconventional, you would come up with an unconventional way to pay for your unconventional lifestyle. But if you have an unconventional lifestyle, like selling boats or like, taking people on tours, I don't think you could actually live the adventurous lifestyle. Okay. I'm just, I'm just keeping an eye open for how much is this a facade of, well, I grew my hair long and I'm this, I'm this wanderer type because let's not forget about Mitch. How could you forget about Mitch? He walked the walk and talked the talk. Okay. He was like, I'm all about the environment. And he was. He, I think, used a towel instead of toilet paper. He <laughs> he would not come within 10 feet of cleaning supplies because mm. that they're bad for the environment. And you look at his apartment and you see, yes, he does not use cleaning supplies. Like nope. He walked the walk and talked the talk. Clint wants to be this wanderer, this nomad, and maybe he just likes to go on boats once in a while. I think he travels. I think he's an adventurous person. I think the head is just whatever he likes. Um, I think you're looking too into this. I, I, well, I want to just keep an eye on things. I don't yeah. take things for face value always. Listen, I would love to for us to be more unconventional and do more and do more adventures, but we can because we have jobs. But we I do think it we are. as much as we can. But I think our jobs are a little bit more unconventional. Oh, they are. are a little bit more I, creative and are a little bit more agree, out of the but, box. I agree, but at the end of the day, we have our jobs that luckily we're passionate about. And we make our livings and then we travel and do adventures when we can. And I think that's literally what he does. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But to get back to what we saw on this episode, they finish their hike. They go back to the hotel. And and this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, maybe. Clint's like, oh, we're like glamping. No, he said this is extreme glamping. This is extreme glamping. Why? Because your TV remote is broken and you have to walk to the TV to change the channel? You're at a posh hotel in Jamaica. I think he likes the idea that he's this adventurer and and doesn't really know what it is to adventure. I disagree. I think he is adventurous. Extreme glamping, he means like, oh, this is wild. Like eating in bed, drinking in bed in our bathrobes and we're like at this beautiful location. Like... That's not glamping. You're at a resort. You're at a hotel. This is literally the opposite. This is the opposite of glamping. Like glamping is a hotel in the forest. No, it's not. Glamping is a very nice tent. Yeah, that's very posh. Okay, but it's still a tent in the middle of nowhere. The tent not that has a res- bathrooms. Uh, not necessarily. It doesn't necessarily have running water. It, it has electricity and maybe Wi-Fi and maybe some sort of cooling apparatus, like a fan. But I don't think you could equate a 
four-star all-inclusive resort to glamping. Oh, you absolutely can. Glamping, usually, usually glamping, if you want a nice student, it's like 800 bucks a night. I'm not talking price. I'm taking, has, glamping has nothing to do with the cost and everything to do with the accommodations. It's glamping because you have nice camping accommodations. I see exactly what he's saying. Yeah, I don't know why you're so into Clint. Keep your I'm shirt on. So Keep your thing, shirt on, Clint. Don't you come near my wife. Listen, a hotel looks fine. This whole golden and black decor, not my style. The view is cool. But I'm I, I'm pretty sure I can find a better looking glamping site than this hotel. Oh, I agree. Here I we can, go. No, I, I agree. I'm just saying the two don't. They're not comparable. Glamping yeah. and, and all-inclusive resorts are literally the opposite. You can have an all-inclusive glamping. If I said, hey, Teresa... And here, I'm going to prove my point. If I said, <laughs> hey, Teresa, surprise, it's your birthday. We're going glamping. I would fucking love you it. You would fucking love it. Yes. And what would you expect? When we when we rolled up to the location, what would you expect if I said, hey, Teresa, we're going glamping? Okay. A little river, a little nice yurt, a little little fire fireplace outside mm-hmm. so we can bake hot dogs, mm-hmm. maybe a few horses walking around. Okay. And what if I... Instead, said, get on this plane. We're going to an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica. I would just tell you that it's not glamping. Thank you. But he said. Thank you. No. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to prove my point. No. You should. I'm going to prove my point. He said, this is an extreme glamping, meaning like, oh, just like hanging out. They had the windows open. Like it felt like it. He didn't say, oh, this is glamping. I know. I'm just trying to read. He was exaggerating. I'm trying to read between the lines and write. And I think he's exaggerating on how much of a wanderer Ah, he is. Okay. I don't know. One of of his friends listens to the podcast so she can write in and tell me I'm wrong and he's actually wild and and lives off the land and I I could be confused. I don't think he lives. I think he, I think he's a posh traveler. Yes. And like, Traveling, even if you go and let's say you hike and camp, you do this in Switzerland, you still need to have some cash, right? Sure. I think he he makes decent money. He travels. I don't think he sleeps in host, hostels. No. I think he's a comfortable traveler, All but right. he goes on adventures. Fair enough. So Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yes. That's a good point. All right. New day. <laughs> Gina and Clint lounge in poolside. And I love this waiter because he the butler. Just, the butler, correct. He comes over. He's like, I'm a, he basically says, I'm O'Dane and I'm here to get you fucked up. In, <laughs> yes. in so many words, he, yes. he's there to get him drunk. And so Clint wants some pina coladas with extra sauce. More rum, more fun. And Gina wants something colorful. Careful over there. Why? Because the hangover? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's where it gets interesting, right? Gina goes, yeah, this has been good. It's been a nice vacation, been a nice honeymoon. But at the end of the day, I'm not feeling the overwhelming physical chemistry. And I don't want to force anything. And I think, okay, I think he was shocked because he's going to, we saw the previews, he's going to say that she's not his type. He's more into the slim and whatever. But I think he's into her. I think he likes her the way she looks. Mm-hmm. But I think because she said it, she kind of hurt his ego. So when she goes back and says, right, like, you feel the same. He's like, yes, I do. But you can tell that he's upset. Okay. All right. I'm going to disagree again. And I've lost track of how many times I've disagreed with you on this <laughs> podcast. But I think that makes it more interesting. I think a lot of the times we agree and, and a lot of times we disagree. I completely disagree. You think he's not into her? I think 
I'm going to go one further. I think she's into him and he's not into her and she's sensing that and she's trying to beat him to the punch. I think she's projecting by going, I can tell he's not into me. I'm going to come out and say I'm not into him. Oh, no, I disagree. I think if anything, they're not into each other. I don't think she would be that bold and, sa- and, and says it. Here's why she says it. She's trying to almost reverse psychology him mm. because she goes, she, she comes out and says after she goes like, there's no physical chemistry. She goes, but like, stay open-minded because, you know, someone's hustle might inspire them. Someone's hustle might make you more attracted to them. She's talking about herself. She's saying, I'm this boss, babe. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to inspire you. And you might become more attracted to me once you see how hard I work and how badass I am. She was doing the old reverse psychology, but she was projecting her feelings onto him. Maybe, but I think her being a hustler and her being working all the time, he's not going to be attracted to that because he loves the travel, the adventures, right? I agree. But if she thinks, oh, he's not attracted to the way I look. Well, the only thing I have left to offer to to hopefully get him attracted to me is my hustle, is my drive, is my job. Well, why disagree with you? Because Clint said to the cameras, he's like, well, I'm disappointed because she verbalized this very early on. Like she didn't even let us to get to know each other. Sure. And that's why I think if anything, I don't think he ever said anything. I think if anything, maybe if what you're saying is true. She got a vibe and she was acting on a vibe. I agree. I think she got a vibe that he's not into me and I'm going to, I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to come out and say that I'm not attracted to you before you can tell me you're not attracted to me. Because what was the whole, she said, Oh, you know, you're gingery and have gingery features. Yeah. And now it's mean because now she's like putting him down. But No, it's bullshit because didn't she say her ex was redhead? No, blonde. Blonde? Yeah. Eh, close enough. I think she's lying to herself and to us as a defense mechanism. No, I think, I honestly, I think she might not be attracted to him. I still think he's attracted to her because he wanted to bang her the first night. Like he, he didn't do or say anything. He just said, I'm going to be polite and not to bang her the first night so we can tell the kids. Uh-huh. Like, I think there is a physical attraction on his end. I don't think there is any on her end because if if your type is tall and dark, he's the exact freaking opposite. So if that's your but type. it's not because she told us she dated someone with and light how features. Did, and how did it end up? Fair, but I'm just saying she actively, this was an arranged marriage, fine. But her last one was not, and she chose to be in a relationship with someone with light features. So she's not that put off by No, that. she's not, but maybe it's not like, it's not her type. And if she's going to like someone like that, who's not exactly her type, then it must come with more. It must come with an amazing personality and everything else. And then as she says, attraction can grow, right? Mm-hmm. But at this point, maybe... Maybe she doesn't have that connection from him. So he just sees him as a ginger that there is nothing yet for her to be attracted to because they are just getting to know each other. I need you guys to call in. I need <laughs> I need to hear your thoughts. I need you to message us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod because I need to know. I need to know what you guys think because we're, we're torn over here. Well, what I think happened over here, right? And I'm not a psychologist, but 
I think Clint is attracted to her at this point, thinking we're gonna just let this grow. We're having fun. We're adventurous. And then she puts him down, basically saying, you know, I don't feel the chemistry. I'm sure you feel the same. I don't like, I'm not into gingers, but that's who you are, right? He's going to put her down, put him down, and he's going to be like, he's going to be hurt. And so we see on the previews of the next episode when he's going to be so hurt that he's going to put her down in front of everyone saying, well, I'm usually into slender and more because I think he, she hurt his ego on TV and he's not going to forget that. It's it's very possible. It's very possible. That's how I feel, Colin. It's very possible. Colin, either way, things seem to go sideways next episode and I'm here for it. Oh my gosh, please. Something needs to go sideways. The other thing that goes extremely sideways, which we didn't see in the preview, but we had friends send us a video clip. Well, let's not even go there yet. Because it's not out? Yeah. Uh, Some some people might have seen it. That's fair enough. Let's not spoil it. But two cast members kiss. Yeah. Well, we won't say who, but two cast members kiss, and we thought it was going to be on the preview of of scenes to come, but we have not, so it's fair enough. Let's not spoil. Yeah. But that is a head scratcher. Yeah. All right. That's all there is for now. I feel like I've said too much. <sighs> what else is new? As I said, follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Message us, share your thoughts, call in. Also, for sure, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We have Darcy and Stacy. We may or may not be covering Love is Blind After the Altar. The Family Affair gets a monthly bonus. There's so much happening on the Patreon. It's really taken off. We're loving the Patreon, and we love our patrons. So thank you. Also, thank you guys for the reviews. You guys are sharing the love, and we love love. So if you haven't, please do. That's just, you know, shout out to Darcy. Yeah, and I love you're doing this so fast because my bladder is very full. So. Mine too, mine too. Uh, last but not least, if you haven't followed the podcast, it's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the ocean because so far the season's not as hot. Oh, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty I need done. some action. I think it's decent. I need some action. I, I, also need the, I also need the bathroom. I'll just say I think they realize that it's not that hot and that's why they're cutting it down to 90 minutes because they go, how long can we drive Maybe. this out? We'll see. With that, I've said it all. I've said it all. You've said it all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.